introducing the awardless winning podcast. It's the Intellectual Saviors with your hosts, the Pedo. Got anything else? Boggs, their phone man, you dick. The Ginger Bear. It looks like a Speedo, but your penis is hanging out and it keeps your balls up high. And the Pivot Man. Fucking dandelions popped right up overnight. I was like, you fuckers! You fuckers! They haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. It's so fucking true, man. I fucking hate dandelions. Oh. You like that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost control and couldn't maintain silence. Right <laughs> I know, it's like the most excited he got was about fucking dandelions on the last show. <laughs> was that last show? No, that was a couple that was shows two ago. Shows was ago, it? Bro. Yeah. Oh, I forget, man. We're so off schedule now. Yeah, we have been very off schedule. It's all because of me. My apologies. Eric's big time now at his work. I had so to get a new job and shit, and all of a sudden, oh, fuck. He's putting in the big hours. all kinds of fucked. And of course, Boggs is doing his band thing on the side, so he's... We gotta work around his schedule too. I'm doing stuff Friday. Oh, are you now? Yeah, you're not. You don't care. Shut up. I really don't. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. Hello. This is, uh, I guess, it's part two, sorta. Sorta, sort of in a roundabout way. Talking about media, but more more of in a propaganda sense. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of government propaganda talk in this one. But more on that side. What do you got, Boggs? You got a lot of stuff for us today, right? Yeah, I love asking that every time because <laughs> he always has gold. So I can get the books. <clears throat> I've got uh, I've got a lot of opinion on this. Yeah, I bet you do. It's Propaganda a is a great thing. Okay. For somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a very small amount of people. About you know, a hundred. Well, not always for a small amount of people. Sometimes it's for a lot of people. Anyway, it's been a pretty interesting week. <laughs> since we're doing a serious note, I was gonna say since we're doing the midweek show and stuff, we got to uh, hear the big news of this week. I have to wait. The, those women they found uh, have been yeah. held captive for the last ten years in Cleveland. What do you I think about that? I just heard about that. Literally on the way here, I was listening to the radio. Are you fucking kidding, dude? No, I, I just, dude, I, don't, I literally do not watch TV, and I. The only Neither radio do that I. I listen to is seriously God. sports radio. Damn, but so I well, see, I listen to NPR. So that's like the biggest story. That that's such a big story that it even kind of knocked the Benghazi hearings off the, <laughs> right? the front know, page right? just yeah. today. Well, that's yeah. Um, Which hey, that and I already put the conspiracy out on Twitter that uh, I think that Obama had those girls. He had to set up for them to be released from their captors. Uh, just to throw this Benghazi story <laughs> off. I, so I want an investigation immediately. You think he did Obama. that 10 years ago? He's like, dude, what nope. if I'm... And they're like, why are you doing that with these people? He's like, what if I become president one don't, day and I need to wipe out a story? Don't and, worry about that. I'm just saying, I, I know that Obama had a hand in this some way. I want an investigation on this immediately. Hey, at least we're not uh, petitioning uh, the White House to get involved with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars to make Tim Tebow their quarterback. We need to do that. You know how you can you go on there. You guys heard about that? I, I haven't, but yeah, somebody has a petition online to submit to the White House to get involved with the Jacksonville Jaguars management and make Tim Tebow their quarterback. 
<laughs> this is why petitions don't mean shit, by the way, because of this stupid shit. Well, that was a great thing that they I did. I mean, can you imagine that? Like, you have the president calling a multi-million dollar company and saying, Hey, um, I want you to hire this guy. Well, frankly, Mr. President, uh, you don't know shit about football, and this is a business. So, no. We're not going to bring that circus into our town. <laughs> well, eventually, when we finally get the uh, socialist Marxism that we that he wants, then he, he'll be he able could, to... He could, yes. At that point, he then, could. Then he'll be able to tell him what to do. We're still working on that, though. I did like that petition thing that they put in place. Is this is this more about... Are you trying to, like, literally pun into propaganda all day? Is that what your goal <laughs> is here? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I'm just making sure See, that I wasn't trying to jump on board with that I think the when petition, no one else gets behind me. I think the petition thing's awesome. We ought to come up with some really wild-ass stuff and put them out there. And then, I mean, I don't, of course, we don't have enough followers right now. Because I think originally you needed like 10,000 signatures for the White House to make a response to it. And, and they are getting so many ridiculous ones that I think yeah. they kicked up to like 100,000 now. So I have to say, too, probably the, out of reach. Uh, um, I remember this is something I saw off of this uh, post on Facebook called I Fucking Love Science. If you haven't seen that, you should subscribe because it's fucking awesome. But one of the things he was saying was uh, for April Fool's, a few months ago, a radio DJ was saying that the government was putting uh, dihydrogen monoxide in your uh, water lines. (laughs) And people freaked out enough that they actually have criminal charges pressed against them. Wow. Yeah. People are stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so just so you guys know, the government is in fact putting dihydrogen monoxide oh no. in your water supply. I can't pronounce it. It must be bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Mike, do you know what dihydrogen monoxide is? Isn't that the stuff that comes out of your wiener before you come? No. no. Oh, sorry. No. I thought that was. I thought that's what that was. Plus, think about that for a second, because this is so illogical. Where would the government get that much pre-cum? Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton might be free. Oh, zinger. <laughs> I love Bill, but, you know. It's milking the he, bill, not milking the not cow. Sexual relations with that woman. Thinking about a politician screwing around, man. Uh, Multiple times. I don't know, if, since you don't keep up with the news there, sports guy, I don't know if you noticed that they had that election, uh, that runoff election in South Carolina. Or a congressional district. I don't know if you remember during the election, they had a senator retire, and um, Nikki Haley, the governor of South Carolina, put that Tim Scott, first black um, senator, Republican senator, since like what fucking, I don't know, I can't remember what year it was, and it's been, you know, 60 years ago or longer. Um, and uh, they had a runoff for his seat, and it was uh, Stephen Colbert's sister was running up against Mark Sanford, who was the governor beforehand, who had to leave office because. He just took off, didn't tell his staff where he's going, and went down to Argentina to hook up with his girlfriend oh, down there I when he's married. That. Yeah. So he ran and he won, even after all that. And it was so great his speech. And he comes out, and he's like, you know, I'm a flawed man, but you know, think. But the Lord, you know, He forgave me. I'm glad the people of you know this district. Hey, me too. listen, guys. If I were a politician, I would play that card every time. I just think it's amazing that every those. Time. Good Christian value voters, you know, put him back in. Yep. They're well, very hey family-oriented, aren't they? If he feels that Jesus forgave him, why can't I? Yeah, I, good point. Look, so. plus, it's, I mean, you it's, can't cheat on a dude with another dude because it's not marriage. You yeah. can only cheat on a girl with another girl. All right? That's how it works. 
Family values, motherfuckers. Family values. Boggs looks perplexed. He's just saying if he would have went to some rest stop and blew a guy, then he's ass out. Jesus ain't forgiving him for that. But he banged another <laughs> yeah, woman. Banged so another okay. woman. It's all good. So he's all right. I agree with that. I would agree that if he fucked a dude, the whole situation would turn because he would be completely humiliated forever. And then they'd be like, weren't you that faggot that blah, 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 and start going off Whoa, on Whoa, dude. Wow. Uh, that was a hypothetical scenario. It was a hypothetical Christian saying that, not me. <laughs> okay. Guess what's getting pulled Actually, for next week? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> God damn it. That reminds me of that Jim Jeffries thing. Did you see that? What? His comedy skit. He's like, I really hate it when people... Uh, film my shows. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. the first reason is, is because they're my jokes and I don't want people knowing my jokes before the special comes out. And the second one is, and he just got done with a skit where God, he's pretending to be God, and God screams into a party, I hate faggots, really loud. He's like, you know how easy it would be to just take that clip down to, I hate faggots. So <laughs> oh, he's like, we know how easy it's going to be. Yep. He's like, we're going yeah, to find no, out I'm how sure. it's going to be. He's <laughs> just like, you know, I'll be in an interview somewhere, and they'll be like, so, Jim Jeffries, why do you hate homosexuals so much? And he's like, what are you talking about? I don't hate homosexuals, and let's show this clip. And I'll be like, oh, no. What you don't understand is I was God at the time. (laughs) 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 God hates faggots. So... It's a good point. Thank you, Jim Jeffries. You're my man. Although that's not right because if you saw the post I put on our Facebook for you, he didn't say he hates Dude, fags. He hates figs. <laughs> he was mistaken. Oh, he doesn't like the trees. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I said I hate Did you have figs. to go back and like read the original Greek and Hebrew and stuff? And No. No, he just found a meme. I just found a meme and threw <laughs> it on there. It was specifically for you and you didn't even look at it. What a prick. Dude, I don't socially... He doesn't... He, dude, you know I don't He doesn't like pay Facebook. attention to I anything. I fucking hate Facebook. We know he doesn't pay attention to Facebook. We know he doesn't pay attention to our messaging board on Facebook. That's fucking true. Um, <laughs> I never... Oh, yeah. my God. Is that true? Part of the reason we've had scheduling issues is actually me, because... You, you, do you remember last week when he was talking <laughs> about the Jim Jeffries joke about the guy putting in the, the little bolt and got the nervous Asian guy, and then you got the... Uh, Boggs is the uh, cocky American that just goes, fuck it. Done. (laughs) That's all he does. He comes in here, he does the show, and he says, fuck it, and just doesn't do anything else with the show. Plays a little little guitar. Now, to be fair, I've never been given any responsibilities because you always handle everything. What are you talking about? We've been trying to give you responsibilities, but you don't follow (laughs) up with it. I was going to say, man. what? All right. The one time that we had a planned out structure, we had, he has this (laughs) segment, you have this segment, I have this segment, and then you were sick. Yeah, and didn't show up. You really? I can't help being sick. Not only that, but you didn't even let us know that you were sick until an hour before we were supposed to do the show. You kind that of was an oversight. Actually, less than an hour. I was that, on my way home from work. It wasn't less than maybe thirty minutes. You fucked us pretty hard, yeah. dude. My I'll be ass home in thirty minutes. Oh, I'm, I'm dizzy and I can't stand up. Oh, but I can text, and I should have texted <laughs> you like a couple days ago when the shit was happening. <laughs> But no. I told you it was an oversight of my. But to be fair, I wasn't really concerned <laughs> with the show at the time. I was no shit. Stand up. We know I that. I kind of did not give a shit at that point. Concerned about dying? Because you don't care about our listeners. Our listeners who need to follow us on Twitter, by the way, because I haven't done this in a couple weeks. <laughs> wow, what a great segue. <laughs> at the Intel Saviors. And be sure to go on Facebook and you can just look us up, the Intellectual Savers. Be sure to like us. We need uh, all the likes we can get. We're almost to 500. It's the big milestone. We're going to throw a party. Yeah. Whoever uh, 500 the liker is, uh, Boggs will come to your house and play a solo show with nothing but a ball hammock on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. That'd be hot. 
I don't know if it'll be hot, but that's what you're going to get. I got nothing but a ball hammock. What are we going to do? And he's kind of a hairy guy like me, so. I am rather hairy, yeah. Mm. Why did we have to bring that up? Like, Whatever. What do they, they call it? The happy trail, like, going down? I don't have that, that dude. I'm a werewolf. You have, like, a hedge? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got, like, werewolf body. <laughs> you ever looked at a dog? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Mm, man, you've been like, damn, that's hairy dog. That's um, that's me. Mm. Mm. Let's take a picture of that and put it on our Facebook. I'm sure the listeners would love to see that. That's another thing. Uh, any females that are listening, come on. You know what I'm saying? Some photos. What? Oh, until okay. he's, he's to get at gmail.com. It, it failed miserably when we first started the show. So somehow he thinks it's magically going to happen now. We got one pretty pretty revealing shot. I mean, that's not too bad. Do we really? One out of the wow. 10 females that listen. <laughs> yeah. There's 10 females per- that listen? We are, a, we are kind of a very masculine show. I don't even fucking know. Actually, I don't, I don't actually think that's true. I, I was going to say, actually, that there's a few girls. Or we talk about penises all the time, and we fucking. Well, I'm not saying that we're talking to oh, we're a demographic of yeah. like really pretty prissy Christian girls. I'm just saying. That. Oh, definitely not. Now, I, the handful of comments I've got on the show on Twitter have been from girls. Yeah. I mean, that wow. said that they listen and like it. And so, that's so. because we are a um, couple dudes, but I mean, mostly liberal. more girls. I think that's what it is. I think it's Boggs does it because they he's got that sexy voice when he sings. And, mm. And now they know he's all hairy. That's really going to do something for him. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Edit it out, dude. Don't let him know I'm ugly. <laughs> Don't let him know, Eric. Not, we're not going to edit that out, and we're not going to edit out the how you hate the, um, you know, homosexuals. Yeah. What the hell is that? That's my phone that I forgot to put on silent. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Go off on him, Bugs. Oh, Turn oh the I forget once, and now I'm getting fucking hell. Yes. Yes, you fucking are. You know what? It's probably my jackass friend who I already told I was doing the show tonight yeah. calling me. Is, she, is it a she you. or a he? First off. Uh, he. Yeah. Oh, well. Because he wants call. to play uh, Call yeah. of Duty tonight. Ooh. Dude, you should do that. Blow the show off. <laughs> Go do that. Me and Boggs will finish. We'll take it over, dude. Don't worry about it. He'll talk about propaganda and I'll make a bunch of dumbass comments and we'll be done. If it's him, I'm going to rip him a new ass. See, we did that. Uh, no, nope, it's a phone number that I don't know. So. Uh, so you can't rip them in a new one. We, yeah, you can. We're kind of like it's probably one of my fucking employees. We're we're off schedule, so you know we did almost a two week gap between the last show and this one. So this will probably run a little long again because, as you can see, we've already went into major fuck off here. But um, the show actually, if you guys do care, like we said originally, it's uh we're gonna do kind of like the secondary portion, the media, the propaganda, which we'll get into a little bit. We've got a little bit more screwing off to go. Anyway, I think Boggs owes everybody a song since he he fucked you guys the last two times. You want one right now? Play a little song for us. And then I, I, I want to do a little rant. I don't know what Eric's got, but I got a little bit of a rant this week. No dick of the week. Sorry, people. I know you'll miss it. Yep. Dude. I, but hey, dude, I'm just going to pop it in every once in a while. I'm just going to slam it up in there. This week, it's not going to happen, though. Slam it up in there real hard. like. I figured the dick of the week would be the guy that has been on the rampage of kidnapping and the one that had holding those captive women. girls captive. You're the dick of the week. Done. That's Boxing Dick of the Week. See that segment? That segment is done. There you go. the fucking books. You want to go go. first? He wanted me to play a song. No, no, no. Fuck all that. You want to go first? No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shit. I'll do this one. You got a song for the end, right? Yeah, he's good to go. I I want to do this. the camera at that one, dude. I'll do this little. You have a song for the end, right? Yeah. You have a song right now? 
I mean, I can whip up a Weezer no. song in like two seconds. No. Nah. I can play My Name is See? Jonas. Now again. he's against it. We can play Say It. <laughs> Have we played Say It Ain't So on here? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Uh-huh. I like that song a lot. I really do. I really do. You're supposed to be this. Do you have a box of Bible thumps? Probably not. No. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, I just well, actually speaking of Bible stuff. We didn't stuff, talk about that segment, so I didn't prepare for it. I just got a quick note. I thought I saw this this week. There's going to be a study that was performed that's going to be published in, um, I don't know, one of these goddamn political science quarterly magazine no one's ever heard of. But it's coming out like next month. And the whole gist of it is um, how, you know, we failed to take action so far on climate change. And one of the main reasons for that is because of the amount of people who believe in the second coming of Jesus. So basically what it is, is they're saying the fact that um, 76% of Republican citizens, people consider themselves Republicans, Vogs, you know what I'm saying? You hear me? I'm aware. I keep going shit. They profess a belief in the second coming of Jesus, that is, in case yeah. you don't know. So not, why, it's why not bother a worrying thing. about the environment? Exactly. Not a thing. Exactly. So they suggest that um, the government attempts to curb, you know, the greenhouse gas emissions and all that shit, but it will basically encounter this stiff resistance in the Senate because 20% is what they're guessing from their studies. 20% of people um, believe that there's going to be a second coming. Now, this is just, uh, we're talking these hardcore conservatives and stuff, but it's such a big enough pull that it's uh, a lot of these Republicans and stuff, like the congressmen and everything, they don't want to go against their constituents, of course, because they're all good Christians. So they're going to go against anything that will help climate change. And you're talking 20%. That's a fifth. That's a good percentage. That's enough to hold things back. So that's what they're saying, according to the study. That's what Wonderful. And uh, I love that. They had one quote from this one asshole on here. Um, he's a rep, rep John Shemkus. Jesus Christ, Michael. It's a fucking great name, huh? Shemkus. How would you like your name to be? Shemkus. Anyway, he's a rep out of Illinois. He Probably said like that. It at all. He said that the uh, Jones. The, I like my generic name. He said that the Earth will end only when God declares it to be over. So and bullshit. He's, and he's the uh, chairman of the subcommittee on environment. You know that sounds really funny coming from somebody who would take anything else as a complete metaphor as well. Maybe that's what God meant and I, just like go on about his day. Yeah. So so is it going to be metaphorical? or Is it going to be literal? Because I'm really confused now. Well, if so we're not going to take metaphors. Well, see, God works in mysterious ways. Yep, apparently so. so. Yeah, because you can just twist anything you want into <laughs> a goddamn negative. Prove that God doesn't have an elephant outside your house right now, Eric. So anyway, because of uh, I can't do it, you man. You can't. We could go outside and check. Ah, but now you can't prove that it was there at the time that I had said in which it was there. What? Oh my god, exactly. blowing my mind. I don't even know what to say. Mine is balloon. <laughs> or confused. Anyway, so second coming of God is going to screw us all. Thanks, God. The second coming. You dick. Of Jesus. You guys want to hear a Christian song? Yeah, play us a little Christian song. I was explaining this to one of my kids tonight. I was like, um, you know why Christian music sucks? Because it's this. Over and fucking over again. Oh, you're not going to sing? I thought you were going to sing. Sing, I don't even have lyrics and I could sing, dude. You'd be like, God is great. God is good. Jesus loves everyone except the Jews. Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) I don't think he's very fond of Muslims either. He's not fond of Muslims because they basically are the Jews that killed him. Yeah. Jesus. But he loves you, Mike. He loves you, Mike, because you're a fucking prick. 
That's right. Jesus. And all the pricks get loved by the Jesus. That's what I have in common with Jesus. We're both pricks. I don't think Jesus was really that prickish. I think he was more self-righteous. Yeah, well, whatever. You're I guess that could be kind of... he was real. Yeah. I am assuming he was real. That's a good point. So maybe he wasn't anything. He was just like a folk legend. It's a That reminds me of a fallacy. game. That reminds me of a game that uh, you could play that kind of tells you about how Jesus is probably fake. You could just like whisper one sentence to Eric and then he could whisper it to me and then I'll whisper back to you and it'll probably be different. Especially because we're all cocksuckers in this room and you'll just be like, I want to eat an apple. And he'll look at me and be like, Michael would like to suck your right. cock. And I'll be like, whoa, right. son Mike, of a bitch. I don't know if he'd jump that far. Take off your headphones and cover your ears. Uh, nope. <laughs> Damn it. We're not going to play this game right now. <laughs> that would be fucking sweet. I wanted sweet, to play dude. it. I wanted to play it. We could whisper it into the microphones. Exactly. Each, and then the listeners know dude. how fucked up the sentence got <laughs> as we <laughs> went. But we don't know. It's, I, it's great. <laughs> believe me, I wrote, I, I started writing a book. And there, That's I did great. A, I so, did Eric, a, what do you have on the, the subject today? I did a whole <laughs> section on religion, and that was my whole fucking theory on the Bible right there. It was like, it's just a big fucking, it's a telephone game over a thousand fucking years. <laughs> Here's how they refuted that, by the way. This is what is the, Christian, the Christian movement has said about that, is that back in that time, that was how you communicated. And it would like, be kind of like someone saying something like, uh, you know, talking in computer code or talking in some other foreign language or something. And since there wasn't anything else that you did, you just referred stories. So they actually said that the legend rule wouldn't apply because their society was different. You know what I said back to that? You're full of shit. Oh. No, because if you look through history, the, like the Jesus story is told like throughout many different civilizations uh, across different many areas of the planet. It's called an archetype. Like yeah, it, it it's an a allegorical story. Like it's a every metaphor. society has something like that. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I think human beings are man. Me, we might be related. It's just because we, we're all humans. We just decided to take it literal for some reason at one point. Well, that's like when you go back and yeah, you know, they always do the comparisons to like the Egyptian gods. I don't think it's for some reason. Greek I think it's for control, but <coughs> you know what I'm saying. There's so many similarities between them. Well, that's because they're archetypal. Uh, there's only like fucking ten types of heroes really in the world, right? There's yeah. a sacrificial there's hero, Iron Man, uh, the no, Hulk. That's not. <laughs> oh, sorry. You Nessie. did exactly what we just said people did. I don't know when the fuck they took it literal, Michael over here. Iron Man, the Hulk. I don't care what you guys say. Fucking Deadpool, like fucking Deadpool. rattling off. I mean, at least we have moving pictures of them. Yeah, they're more real than Jesus. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Is the funny thing? Well, you unless, unless you watch uh, The Last Temptation of Christ, and in that case, my argument's blown. That's a Fuck. good point, actually, too. Yeah. Actually, there had a lot it's of that Jesus It's a logical fallacy. <laughs> Speaking of logical fallacies, uh, slippery slope paradigms are logical fallacies. You know what slippery slopes are? Yeah, you always try and discuss that with me when I talk about the infinite growth paradigm, I'm the sure collapse of society. I don't know how he means slippery slope. But infinite I can growth. I remember that. Yeah, whenever we were talking about autonomous uh, unemployment. Yeah. Which yes, that is a logical fallacy. You don't know what will happen in that circumstance. You're correct. I do not know what's going to happen. So you're supposing that something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the evidence that's happening right now. In other words, I know, and that's jobs a fine, are being diminished fine, from automized machines. Yes. Whether it be in a <laughs> factory, whether on, it be software. I know, we've already had this discussion. My point is, <laughs> that line of thinking will get you to a point like chaos. But yes, but here's the in thing. In the same and thing, you, I could slip slope in another the, direction. the horse versus the iron horse oh, Jesus you know, argument. Kill me but there's, the problem is, is that that 
took care of one industry. Uh-huh. That was only one thing. This is an every single industry this is taking over. That's the thing. It's not and just if that happens, it's not just transportation that it's doing sure it to. to. It's everything. And my point is that it's infecting. I know. And my point is it doesn't mean it's automatically chaos. You could just see No, it, it definitely will be a slowly degrading thing. That's but the first eventually thing. it's gonna come down to the point to where it's gonna be a whole bunch of rich people and a whole bunch of poor people. I agree it. with that. I think that's fine because I can see no, that happening. That's not now. fine, but no, I'm saying your oh, logic, oh, the your logic, logic in, that? In, in finding that is yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Because that's already Just the case. Days. Like, remember that little... It, shut the fuck up, Michael. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. This is his bandy line moment. <laughs> Those fuckers. Those fuckers. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> At least he backed off the mic. <laughs> I didn't really back off the mic. Okay, just... enough talk about that. But I'm glad that we're at least sort of seeing eye to eye now. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> when we watch that, uh, the distribution of wealth thing, that's the problem. That's already an, a, a thing, I think. Like, I don't, uh-huh. I don't see that being like, oh, that's coming. I think that's fucking right now. Like, I know, that's, like that's Jesus, why I'm saying it needs to be part, no, of, dude, it needs to be part of the conversation. Happen. It needs to be something that we talk about. But unfortunately, but, we don't. We just sit there and go, unemployment, way, And yeah. we do nothing about <laughs> it. The other thing about we do shit. All we do is say we need to create jobs, and then people are like, "Well, how do you create jobs?" And well, like, why do well, we need to create we got to up efficiency. Why? Well, why? if why? you up efficiency, why? then you're going to have to use computers to do it, which means you're going to lose more oh. jobs, and it's just like a. But why do you need? This is the problem with this thought. The problem with this Here, is here's the reason why France. is because if people don't have jobs to provide for themselves, they don't survive. That's the problem, I, I and that's the problem with the monetary paradigm in itself. That is that if something you do not. If you cannot afford what you need to survive, you're going to try and find some other, some other way to do it. Either theft, like theft drug running, yep. whatever it is. Being a hobo on the seats with fucking little signs, way. which is also illegal in some areas. That's kind of sad. Um, but I actually kind of agree with that because they walk up to your car. And but it's that, that's, why, that's why it's inherently flawed. And it's just... It's a horrible, horrible system. The problem with this thought is we're so assumptive of American economics because the unemployment rate across the seas is way higher than ours, and it's not a big deal, which is another thing I'm going to say. Unemployment is a social matter. Unemployment is what do you find socially acceptable that's an unemployment rate. That's why they call it the natural rate of unemployment. That number is fucking bullshit. That number is something that they just decided. Mm. That's how they found it. They were like, we think our, that's why like in the 90s we had such a great run because they pushed our natural rate so high. They're like, yeah, I don't think our natural rate's anything below 4%. Yeah. You know how they got that number? They didn't. They just fucking decided one day, yeah, I think it should be about 4%. For France, full, full unemployment. France's unemployment rate is like 15%. And you know what France says? That's our natural rate of unemployment. Um, it's whatever. So, yeah, so it's, a, it's a social thing. At that point... I think you might be right. I think at that point, money may be obsolete because people aren't getting jobs. Like it's not a, If it's no longer a possibility, you have to adapt your system. But if we are going to keep money, what you'll probably see happen is everyone has to be an entrepreneur, and you have to push a product. And then but you have impossible. autonomous stuff. Why? Not everybody can do that. Not Why everybody not? has the resources or the pool or anything like that to do that. Why not? If it's that if it's that technologically advanced, isn't technology cheap? So you're telling me that some kid that grew up in the ghetto is going to be able to become an opt op- entrepreneur? Entrepreneur. Um, um, out of necessity. If by the way, at that point, I'm pretty sure drugs will be legal. So probably. <laughs> I know that sounds really terrible right now, yeah. but yeah. Point. Here's what I see with our but system and the problem that we have with it, and it's regardless of where it is. It's just the monetary paradigm itself. People get left out. I have a problem with that, but that's not a problem with money. That's a problem with people being fucking dickheads. 
mm. like rich people who you know don't take care of. Actually, a great quote that we. Why the fuck are we talking about this? I right don't now? know. I don't know. <laughs> it is a but good segue to my new segment, though. What, oh, your rants? No. No. Oh, I have a new new segment. Oh. Hold on. Let me get some uh, theme music for you. I was going to say it's good because I got a little rant. It is. Eric pitches a product. Oh, that's, a, that's a happy thing. Chicks. Um, In this segment, I am going to pitch a product to you guys, and you're going to have to tell me whether or not you believe it's uh, a real product. Logistical or something that you would purchase. Hmm. So, everybody would agree that money is a pretty important thing in their lives. No. No, You're full of shit. You're full of shit, and especially for an economy major, you're definitely full of shit. No. As an economy major, I would say that a lot of people have a lower demand for money than you do. Shut the fuck up and go with this. (laughs) (laughs) But money's an important thing in your life. Right? I would think because... You need because it to you need it to survive, yeah, then sure, yeah. but because it's kind of a light. <laughs> what, okay, dude? so, and I thought of this the other day when I was uh, I was sleeping and I was getting some shut eye. Is that one of those things that you put and on your cock and pump it up to make it? Bigger, no, 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 no. Okay. I my alarm goes off right, and I need to wake up because mm-hmm. I only have a certain amount of time to get to work and all that stuff. And I I allocated that because I didn't have a whole lot of time to sleep, so I tried to maximize as much as I could. So whenever I saw it, I was looking at it at my phone, and I'm like, hmm, dismiss or snooze. And then I hit snooze. And then I hit snooze again. And then I hit snooze again. And the next thing I know, I'm late, and I'm having to rush my ass and, like, taking a cold shower because I couldn't even let it warm up. (laughs) All kinds of stuff. Yeah, a lot of white people problems there. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so then my thought was, what if I had an alarm clock that whenever I hit the snooze button, it slapped it you would, back? No, it would eat money. It would shred it. Like I put a stack of money in it, and if I hit the snooze button, it would drop like a $5 bill in there and shred it. How much money is a snooze really worth? I think it's illegal to destroy a tender like that. Fuck it. I think it's brilliant. I think what you could do... Because that would make me think twice. If I put like 20s in there and I'd be like, yeah, about that. I think what that. you could do to sell that is instead of shredding Cause really, it, cause link like, it to your bank account. And every a, time you do that, some company gets your money. Oh, fuck that. I would definitely never hit snooze. Well, all companies <laughs> end up with I like that anyway, better, right? actually. See, I'm saying if you mm. did that, if you, you need to be the owner of that company and that product should be an app on your phone and it's just like a, the accountability buddy part. Oh, yeah. And you make it like really sappy. You know, that's a better idea. Have it linked to your checking account or something. Every time you hit it, it makes a donation to, like, the KKK or something. <laughs> you know, something that you I just I was going to go with, like... <laughs> or the Republican Party. For oh. me. Jesus. You know what I mean? It's like... Oh, something that oh, you don't... Jesus Christ, I just gave $2 to, to Mitt Jesus Romney. Christ. Right? This is a good yeah, idea. Yeah, or to the, or the fucking church. Yeah. You know, donates wow. to the church. No, I'm just it saying... It would make you think twice about hitting that fucking snooze bar, because really, you'd like... you like, fuck this, I'm getting the fuck out like, of no, bed. You'd be like, no, no. Five minutes more of sleep is not worth me donating... 10 bucks to a fucking church. There you go. Fuck that shit. Okay, so... And I would wake my ass up and wouldn't be late. Michael, you want to vote on that? Yay or nay? Product. I, it might work. I want a fucking yes or a fucking no, Michael. <laughs> wow, why are we so angry? Today? I don't know! Look, dude. Calm down, people. Sorry. I have to see a prototype before I can make a decision. <sighs> Yay. <laughs> I'll give it I'm a th- never going to have a prototype, FYI. I'll give it a thumbs up. I don't have the time nor the resources to make a prototype I'll give it a anything thumbs up. that I'm going to create. Okay, I'll two thumbs it. up. Keep Hooray. going. Hooray. 
No, I mean, that's but it. But like I said, that's no, just the one product. You can't mm. have it straight, though. you got to have it. It's got to be all um, sophisticated. I might have a product next week, and we'll do it again. Either okay. that, or I'll have a white people problem, or I'll have a What do you think of the remote-controlled lawnmower? I think that would be awesome if you've got kids like, in your neighborhood. You don't like. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, it went haywire. I don't know what happened. I lost control of this fucking thing. Faulty product. Yeah, and I sliced up your dog. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that that's nice and all, but I I could really foresee a lot of issues. You know what it'd be like? You know those. It's hard to control a fucking little remote control car. I can't imagine something that's got like razor sharp blades on it. It could be like one of those those little round vacuum cleaner things you just put on the floor, and it just always goes around. You, you've seen those before. It's not yeah, really remote vacuum, vacuum thing. thing. Yeah. How are you, how are you it gonna get it stop if you have like an open yard? It just like fucking goes down the street, and you're like, oh, turn around, Sonny. <laughs> Well, you could probably put up like an electrical barrier yeah, there where you go. if it hit it, it knows to turn around. There you go. I guess. It just constantly is out in the front yard just fucking mowing. I mean, either that or you could just make your fucking kid do it. I mean, come on. Dude, I'm waiting for mine to get old enough too. You know, on years. the note of like, you know, making your own product, did y'all know I have a family member who's in cryptology for the U.S. government who uh, built his own fucking electric engine for his car. He just he strapped a huge line of batteries to it and built his own electric engine and that's what he drives around. Hmm. That man is the fucking coolest dude in my family. How uh, how much did it cost him? I don't know because he didn't tell me, but oh. uh, I would imagine that because of his resource pool that he has, it's not a relevant detail. Uh, if you're going to try to build it yourself, one? I was about to say, <laughs> I, I really want to go. The problem that he came up with that he didn't give a shit about because he's like 15 days. He's like, it only gets up to like 55. But oh, I don't care. But I don't give a yeah. shit about that, dude. I'll go slow as shit on the freeway if, if I don't, I don't have, have to spend, spend money, money on, on gas. gas. Holy shit, dude. No. That would be so sweet. If I can't do 80, I don't want to fucking deal with it. Fuck that. Because I'm like Eric. I hit the snooze 15 times, so I'm usually dude, running late to I work. If I create my snooze shredding money or fucking giving it to a church thing. Yeah, dude. If I'll, you did that, that I'll never 55 be late is again. irrelevant. Yeah. It'd take a while, though, to break me. I'll be so terrified. <laughs> hey, by the way, all of our ideas are uh, copyrighted and patented, <laughs> so if anybody tries to steal that, we will sue you so hard. We'll sue you, and then we'll send Boggs over to your house wearing nothing but a ball hammock. And I will slap you in the face, and it's not going to be with my hands. So, yeah, there, there's my, my new news segment. Since we are way into this. Way, way into way this. Way into this. This is going to be, like I said at the beginning, this is probably going to be another long one just because we're two weeks worth of shit. But Not hey. really. I mean, propaganda is pretty straightforward. <sighs> hey, man, we got a lot of stuff. Eric's got a lot of good stuff. Propaganda wrong. We got some clips. Done. Let's get to the song. I look at it this way. If people people miss us, they're only getting a couple episodes in three weeks, so we need to give them more content. Um, I, I just want to do a quick thing on uh, nullification. This will just take a few minutes, I think. This I think this is going to be a, the next big thing, and I brought this up on the show. I don't know. It's been probably a couple goddamn months ago now, where Kansas um, passed Kansas passed um, the Second Amendment Protection Act, and it basically was them saying, "We don't care what new federal laws are passed for gun control legislation. We don't have to abide by them." And what they're going by is an old thing. It's from pre-Civil War. The Nullification Acts is what nullification is what they called it because the South did that. You know, during the split with the North, they're like, hey, we're going to do our own fucking thing. We don't care about what these United States laws are more. We're going to make our own laws. We don't have to obey yours. Um, so it's kind of based on the Tenth Amendment and the whole states' rights aspect. Well, they passed that, and now 37 other states have introduced bills similar to that. And um, seven of them have actually passed them through, like, their House legislatures, and they're moving up the chain real fast. 
I mean, that's one thing. The problem is with that is the nullification was already rejected by the Supreme Court back in 1958 because what happened then is, of course, the southern states, because during the civil rights, uh, they started segregating the schools, and the southern states tried to say, no, 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 we're not going to have those people in our schools with our little pristine white kids. So they tried to do the same thing there at the nullification. It went up the chain. Supreme Court knocked it down. So it's already been ruled unconstitutional. I just want to point one thing out because I'm thinking about it right now, and otherwise I'll forget. One of the things that I've been hearing about lately with, and strangely enough, it was it was gun control. Uh, it was from your boy Brian. Naturally. Oh, my God. And We definitely got to get him on. No, the, he's the epitome of what they believe, though. That's why I like to bring him up a lot. Uh, and by the way, we're, ki- we're actually, we're actually hitting every on episode? our go-to yes. conservative. Well, every time we talk about guns, that's like... His whole Facebook is just littered with gun control shit. Uh, but one of the things that he'd said like was... Ignore it. One of the things that he'd said was, um, if you go back to like 1960, he told me, he's like, why don't you just... Because we were talking about slippery slope <laughs> examples. Because yeah. no, he was I saying, know. they're going to come after the Second Amendment, then they're going to come after the Fourth Amendment, then they're going to come after the First Amendment, then they're going to come... A- and I was like, dude, slippery slope arguments are not at all true. Now, first off, I wasn't even trying to get into a, a political bout with him because it really wasn't worth it. But a slippery slope argument is a fallacy. So I just mentioned that. And then he goes, now remember, this is about gun control, right? So his response back is, ask any black man from the 60s about how the government suppressed them and all this kind of stuff. And now you're telling me that it wasn't the federal government. It was the South government. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No. Hey, wait. It was actually not gov- It was the people. It was society. Hmm. Imagine that. Curious. Curiously enough, it wasn't the government. It was actually just white people. Yeah, if you yep. let everybody do what they wanted, then, yeah, the government. If you let everyone do what they wanted, a lot of people would be dead tomorrow. Well, that's the problem. That's why people want to bitch and complain about the federal government. No, we'll get back on track. I just had one more point about this, but you're right. I mean, if you let people get away with what they want, people still wouldn't hire gays well that's the thing that's the thing that i hate about them is like the government's suppressing us i'm like dude any law ever is suppressing you yeah i mean but you live in a society with other people there's a reason that we do that well i mean like i said that thank god you know the supreme court nullified that and but the thing is now they started that with the gun thing because the gun thing of course has been the big agenda you know after newtown but now this past week south carolina passed another nullification type bill only this time it's to criminalize the implementation of the affordable care act and they call it the freedom of health care protection act (laughs) i love the title of that right off the bat and basically it's to prohibit uh, the fed from coming in and enforcing you know the affordable care act to the citizens of south carolina and you know they're supposed to start up those um oh shit what do they call the um the exchanges, the healthcare exchanges, every state's supposed to set one up. And they've illegal and they made that illegal in this bill. And it's the same thing with the gun law where if like in the gun situation, if like ATF federal officers came in to try and enforce these new gun laws, they could actually be arrested on felony charges for trying to enforce federal laws in those states. And it's the same thing with this. So you know, it's like they're the Supreme taking, Court will rule that unconstitutional. Well, that's the thing. I'm just it, it, it's amazing to me because all these are conservative houses or states that are passing these laws. So this is the next big thing I just want everybody to look out for because this is going to be going up the chain. So you've got all these conservatives passing these nullification laws, which are already in, unconstitutional. Like I said, you just go back to 1958 and the Supreme Court already said that when they tried that shit with segregation. 
Republicans are so, you know, small government, don't waste taxpayer money. Every one of these cases is going to end up going up the chain. They're going to have to fight it. They're going to waste millions of taxpayer dollars to fight this case that they're going to lose. And it just, it's more big government. It's more waste of taxpayer dollars. So I don't get understand ready for that. the whole don't like big government thing. Uh, there's never been a point in history where I thought to myself, yeah, the founding fathers really wanted a small government. No, they didn't. They didn't want that at all. They wanted a very strong, central, balanced government. That's why there's three branches. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they wanted a small government, why not just consolidate three branches? I mean, I, I mean, it's in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. I mean, you read it. it there is, they do want a, a certain amount of scope to it. I think that the government has kind of outgrown itself. When you look at like drone strikes and shit like that, I don't think they ever foresaw things like this taking place. No, but and I mean, that's why you know the the funny thing about amendments to me, the whole point of that document was it should have been adaptable. That was what they wanted. They wanted a paper that yeah, we could change. I agree. But it's so fucking hard to change the paper. Oh, yeah. And then it gets, dis- and then the actual views, it's like the Second Amendment, they distort the shit out of what it actually says. But They distort the shit out of the argument hey against man, it, too. What ifs? Because I, I recall our gun show that we did had nothing to do with us saying guns are bad, you should never own guns. Do, uh, do y'all remember that? I don't remember that. Do you remember just saying that, enforcing Eric? more protections. I'm pretty sure I did say something along the lines of guns only have one purpose, and that's to kill things. Oh, I don't. I don't remember you saying that you should never own a gun. No, though. I never said that. Nah. I don't and remember it, saying we as a society don't need guns at all. Yeah. I don't remember you saying 100% of those should leave. No, I just said that we need to understand that it's an instrument of death. Yep. But anyway. Period. It's I, not a toy. It's not something to show your buddies and right. say, hey, Bubba, watch this. But I think that. That nullification, I think which that's going to be... Is, a, which is what it is. It's what it is. The gun culture is, it's a toy. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the gun culture that we do. Because they're a bunch of raving fucking morons. Yep. And and those laws that they're passing, you know, to prohibit federal laws. But, I mean, that's the kind of nonsense that you're going to deal with. But I think that nullification, they're starting to use that. And I think that's really... You talk about slippery slope. That's going... That's taking a fucking ride down a slippery slope. To me, slope, honestly, so. dude, that's just there to get press. That's really just there to uh, get But like I said, it's going to waste a ton of money, and it's a fucking failure. But anyway, I All think right. we need, um, to, we need to we take make a creed to not talk about gun control or anything for like uh, a month and a half? Oh, wait. Least. I got some fun gun control no, facts. No, fuck off. Wait, I got fun. <laughs> they're fun All facts. All right. Propaganda. So let's talk about. So. <laughs> can we talk about gun control if it relates to propaganda? No. <laughs> I don't fuck really. off. I don't even care. I don't, I don't even have any gun control propaganda stuff, <laughs> unfortunately. I'm pretty sure there's a lot, but I don't give a shit. I'm so tired of that beating that fucking dead horse. Off. What? So anyway, (laughs) propaganda. I'm getting silly now. Not to start off, because I want want to give Eric a chance to talk, because I think uh, we've had enough of you over there. And since I've had my moment here, I do want to say one thing I found that was really interesting on propaganda before we start. Just one quick thing. Um, Of course, I think it all starts with the religion. Let's face it. The religion is, I think, where propaganda yeah. really started. But yeah. The term, sure. the term propaganda first appeared uh, in 1622 by Pope Gregory the Fifteenth when he established the Sacred Congregation for Propagating the Faith. So he's the one that established <laughs> the term propaganda. Imagine that, a pope back in Good the 1600s. Good job, Catholics. Yep. Huh. Giving us another uh, golden egg there. Fun factoid for you guys. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. Show over. <laughs> <laughs> and done. That's our propaganda show. <laughs> Is it my turn? It's, a good it's, it's all on you, Holmes. Okay. Go I'm taking go. a nap. Um, well, first I want to go into, uh, I mean, I myself have been duped into propaganda before, and I've definitely fed into it, that's for sure, uh, especially in my younger days when I didn't question anything that came from anything that I believed in. Um, 
So one thing I found out that was kind of interesting this past week, because um, I did a little digging because I, I just had some questions on it myself, but we always hear about, you know, somebody suing a, a large corporation about over something or, you know, some patent infringement or whatever. Somebody found a, a chicken head in their burger. Who who the hell knows? Um, but so do you guys remember that old lady that uh, sued McDonald's for her hot coffee? Yep. Spilled the coffee in her lap. Okay. See, here's the thing. Everybody assumes she spilled the coffee in her lap. Another thing that a lot of people assume, because the media didn't really report this very well, all they said was that this old lady was suing McDonald's because they had hot coffee and it burned her. That's all we heard. So your automatic assumption is that she's a moron and that she's just trying to milk money. Here's what actually happened. Uh, McDonald's got a lot of complaints that their coffee wasn't hot enough. Um, and this was back in the day before they had those little lids uh, that had the little vent in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were the ones that actually seal on top. So she gets her coffee. Uh, McDonald's like sent, uh, I'm sorry, I backtrack. So to prevent their coffee from getting cold, uh, McDonald's sent a memo out to all McDonald's saying to raise the temperature to 220 degrees for coffee. So all the stores raised their coffee to 220 degrees. So this lady gets her coffee. It's got the seal on there. While she's in the car, the motherfucker explodes under the pressure. And it winds up burning half of her face down to her legs. It burned her fingertips down to the bone. And she has severe problems that she's had to deal with ever since then. So we're sitting here thinking she's a moron and that she's just trying to milk money out of people because this is the way that it was presented to us by the media. Incorrect. She actually has a legitimate claim here. And it was completely and totally McDonald's fault because they did not properly vent that to where it wouldn't explode in her fucking face while she's in her car. Yep. Interesting factoid there. Stole his word. <laughs> Bet you did. did take Way to steal word. that. But yeah, and, and uh, I, I'm not going to sue you now. I'm right there. Said that. And, and I'm right there on that because I do remember seeing the report and just being like, oh, that bitch is just fucking trying to take money, blah, blah, blah. You know, but no, actually, she has a pretty legitimate claim, and Imagine it was that. completely worth it. However, they did her lawyers did kind of distort a little bit, and they did get more money than she probably deserved, uh, simply because of how they worded it in the court case argument. All they asked for was two percent of coffee sales for one day from from McDonald's, which two percent that sounds like nothing, but it wound up being like. You know, millions, millions. Of <laughs> <laughs> but millions if of they dollars. if they would have said you know we want 580 million dollars then the jury would have been like eh, that's a little extreme and you know they would have knocked it down but then when you just say two percent so there's propaganda on two scales <laughs> one from the media making everybody think uh, think that this uh, old lady is just trying to scam and then the other one by the lawyers scamming the jurors to get more than what they deserved well, and also what they did, <laughs> they used that case, like you're saying, the lawyers and stuff, um, because, you know, they have that where now anytime something happens, people sue the shit out of someone trying to get the huge punitive damage claims. And um, they used that case for an example to try and get a cap put on those types of claims and stuff. That was one of the cases that you always hear them cite, you know. 
oh, well, you know, people take advantage of the system, so we need a cap. You I know. just thought it was interesting whenever I was digging into it. And then I'm like, you know what? I completely agree with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she should have sued the shit out of them like she did. Absolutely. Yeah, I would too. So. But I do, I do love Because her life is ruined, essentially. I mean. Then she yeah. have it between her legs. Burner fucking hoo-ha. I don't know about all looks, that. I don't know, but uh, I would looks think like that melted silly putty down especially there. Especially for somebody old, if she <laughs> if she ends up losing her husband or something, the dating scene's gonna suck when you have a burn mark all the way down the whole, whole fucking front of your body. I think she was pretty elderly at the time, so I don't I don't think you know she's probably not out on Match dot com trying to hook up or anything. Okay, well that still doesn't you know account for the <laughs> fucking pain of having a coffee explode in your face, Michael. So <laughs> essentially, my my lesson to myself after researching that was don't always take everything for face value, which I tend not to these days. But every once in a while, you know, I catch myself taking things at face value. Um, more propaganda. Uh, this one coming from guess who? Fox and Friends. Who Fo- would have thought? Fox is they don't do not do propaganda. propaganda they are a news organization <laughs> sir. yeah dude they there's no biasy with fox news so recently they reviewed a um released annual report from planned parenthood that was from their uh 2011 2012 uh year oh my. um and they focused on uh, 542 million dollars the organization received from federal government uh during the 12 years uh covered by the report and uh, their lovely co-host, Steve Ducey, mm-hmm. uh, coined it as, that's a lot of abortions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first and foremost, Planned Parenthood, that's not the only thing they do. In fact, I think it's somewhere around the lines of 8% of what they do are abortions. The rest is actually helping people that already have kids that are in poverty, um, helping people get contraception, and so on and so forth. Um, not only that, but Congress has barred Planned Parenthood from using federal funds for abortion services. Mm-hmm. It is strictly prohibited by law. So that $500, uh, $542 million that they received from the federal government, none of it was used for an abortion. So Fox News, you can go fuck yourselves. What a shame. Um, and it then they had it's, a it's completely about perception, which, by the way, maybe we should. Are you going to talk about why propaganda is used? Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, we might yeah. go into that, but... Oh, yeah, we will. Okay, Mike, that was really creepy. <laughs> uh, there's a little bit more to that, because the guest host, Laura Ingram, uh, um, so hot. she corrected him. I kind of like to fuck her and then punch her in the face. <laughs> she corrected him and acknowledged that so. Planned Parenthood segregates its federal funds and does not use any of it for abortion. So she did a good thing there. She corrected him and said, no, in fact, that's not how they do it. But she claimed... That they make uh, 400-something million, this is a quote, 400-something million off of the abortion procedure, okay. which is also completely incorrect. Um, and it's, according to the annual report, like, it doesn't uh, single out, like, a certain service that they do. Uh, but according to the report, uh, they just received uh, $311.5 million from non-governmental sources for health care services it provided. That's all the report says. It doesn't say My problem with this entire abortion. thing is so fucking what? That's my problem with this whole thing. They're, they're playing making such a huge well, deal. They're, yeah. they're trying to put a negative you know, image know. on it because they want to defund it. That's what the so conservatives bad. want to because they don't want 
teenage girls getting which, contraception. It's not which really drives about abortion. Me crazy just, when you consider that we spend double <laughs> on corporate welfare. Oh no, yeah. dude! Because we spend on social welfare. But you don't understand. It's supposed to be abstinence only. We don't need to give these fifteen-year-old girls the pill. They don't need that. They need to be learning about abstinence, and they need to love the Lord and keep their fucking legs closed. And then also during the segment, uh, Laura Ingram. Uh, pushed a misleading claim that they do not do mammograms when in fact oh, yeah. Parenthood does provide such access to mammograms by I, referring patients to locations that provide the service. I was going to say, you might want to ask, I don't know, millions of women who can't afford to get them otherwise so, where they get those done. There's there's some lovely yeah. propaganda spewing out of Fox and Friends, and I could go on forever about that show and pretty much any show on Fox. Fox and Friends is but the worst of the worst. It's uh, Yeah, they are pretty fucking bad. And they are horrible to watch. Dude, they, they appealed to... Okay, so one of the reasons why... I think this is actually one of our more important shows because of how many people actually do just, like, take news organizations. Which, by the way, large reason why I don't watch TV. I just don't. I don't watch anything. Yeah, you're tired of the bullshit? I'm tired of advertisements. I'm tired of... Because advertisements work the same way with propaganda. Have you ever oh, noticed yeah. the time... Like, if you listen to advertisements all day, I don't know how you're not depressed. They call you a piece of shit who can't afford anything... And you're fat, and you need these kind of dick growth pills, and you need to buy these types of cars, <laughs> and you ha- like you're inadequate in every way to these companies, and they have the solution for you. Well, how can it's just like religion, you have yes. a problem. You have a gaping hole inside you that you need to fill it. Fill it with the Lord. That's why I said the the um, original purveyors of propaganda were the religions types. You know, back in yeah. the day. But I mean, to quote, uh, and this is an old quote, Jules Verne. Uh, advertising is legalized lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> well, you're trying to convince the. I mean, I understand advertisement because if you're, especially on a company perspective, you have to sell something, and the best way to do that is to let people know that your product is there. To me, responsible advertisement is pay for the service that you get, what which it is does, advertising, what you and get then out explain of it. your product. Yeah, and some advertisements are like that. If you go listen to a car commercial, and others don't at all. Some of them are, and I guess it really depends on the company, but sometimes the car is like, these are all the features of our cars. Dude, this car is awesome. Come check it out. These are our financing rates. Some and of them have the absolutely jack shit to do with the product. Yes. I don't want to kind of stop down the show or anything because we're on a roll here. But since we're talking about advertising, uh, we got some clips, and this is a good time to throw these in. I mean, I got a lot more serious stuff, but let's have a little, I mean, let's face it. We're having some fun here, no. <laughs> so, so how many beers have you had? I uh, none. Wow. Yeah, we can. Uh, uh, what? Um, so anyway, these are some looking. these are some older clips just to kind of show what what kind of propaganda was wanna, going on back in the day. Yeah, I mean this is perfect. And we talk about legalized lying. Um, there's a guy. His name was um, Edward Bernay, and he put out a book in 28, and it was just titled Propaganda, and. Uh, the, the very opening line of the book says, The conscience and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in any democratic society. And it's, it's so funny. And he's one of the guys who, and, and this will go along with the clips we're about to play, that um, back in like the 20s and 30s and stuff, like women didn't smoke. It wasn't like the thing. Only men smoked. But he started pushing this advertising campaign and stuff to get women to smoke. You know, to get the glamour stars, show them smoking and stuff, and put them in commercials talking about how great cigarettes were. And, you know, and other companies, cigarette companies started kind of taking their little spin on it and using their ways of manipulating. And uh, we got a couple clips here. Let's see. I guess let's play this camel one first. This This is a perfect example of propaganda and how, you know, 
they say things that aren't exactly true to try and make you think, yeah, this product's okay, maybe it's for me. What cigarette do you smoke, doctor? That question was asked a few years ago of 113,597 doctors. The brand name most was Camel. Recently, that question was again asked of tens of thousands of doctors across the country. Doctors in all branches of medicine. And again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to these nationwide surveys, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. Friends, smoke the cigarette so many doctors enjoy. Change to Camel for 30 days and see how mild, how flavorful, how enjoyable a cigarette can be. Yes, change to Camels for 30 days and you'll stay with Camels from then on. How mild, how mild, how mild, how mild cigarette be. I had to leave that part off. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice a little jingle there. I nice love the fucking jingle. jingle. Um, I guess we, we should sh- tell you how much you should trust your doctors now. Yeah, I love that. That well, it's not much different. Eric brought it for the show about the whole BP thing. You know how they're forcing their greatness. Oh my out god! Yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're talking about god how almighty. how their recovery in the Gulf is doing so much good. But if you actually talk to the people that are down there, they're like, what the? They're not fucking doing shit. What are they're you talking not doing about? Shit. They're not doing, dude. It's all a publicity stunt for oh, them. Oh, certainly. And it's been like every time there's a spill like that, the company will nonchalantly put. Because uh, I remember going uh, when I was in fucking middle school. I remember we were watching. Uh, I think it was National Geographic. I'm pretty sure it was National Geographic. But she stopped the tape at this one part, and she goes, "Okay, the next part you're going to hear is a bit of propaganda from the company talking about the spill that they just had because they were talking about how they're going to clean the spill." Yeah. And the, I mean, it's an educational video. Which is scary to me because the whole point of the video was this is how you're supposed to clean it, but they made it sound so like company based, and it was like all the company's doing was the cleaning, and look how good the company. I'm like, dude, you're the ones who spilled it in the first place, you fucking asshole. This is what you should yeah. do. You're the reason this happened. So, you're just doing your obligation because society tells you to do it. If they didn't, you wouldn't. No, you'd fucking let it sit there. Um, you don't care. And I just thought of this. I wish I had something on it, but. Um, little off on that <laughs> but there is uh, a new development because of that chemical dispersant that they were putting into the ocean um it's actually toxic to humans and it can cause a lot of illnesses and cancer and stuff like that imagine that um the people that they used because they used local people because they wanted to somehow build up the economy there you know all the fisheries and stuff like that that went out and got shrimp and whatever you know, they, they had to make money, so they hired them to just, you know, spread out this chemical dispersant. Um, but because it looked bad on camera, if they had masks on, they made them not wear masks. So now a lot of those people are having severe health issues because they inhaled this chemical dispersant. One guy in particular has a ton. He has like a laundry list of fucking problems with them because he actually got like sprayed with the dispersant. Um, so yeah, that, that's another good tidbit of these great, wonderful humanitarians that are just trying to build up the economy there, but we can't look bad because it looks bad when you have a a fucking mask on, when you're spraying this stuff, we want it to seem safe. So that's what we're going to roll with. Yeah. Fuck everybody else who's doing it. Fuck all these people who are helping us out. Fuck all that. The only thing that matters is the company image. Well, that's like after nine 11, you know, when you had all the. The first responders down there cleaning up that shit, and then um, 
the Bush EPA came out and said, oh, the air, we've tested the air and everything. It's clean down here. You guys are fine. You know, of course, Bullshit. they weren't. And they're sucking in all these, you know, carcinogens and all that shit that was burning underground forever. It's putting out all that stuff. And, you know, almost, I mean, every one of those guys, you know, they have all kinds of lung issues now. They've all developed cancers. And, I mean, it's ridiculous. And they've tried to, you know, of course, sue and the government and stuff. And the government's like, eh, well, we've kind of lied to you and fucked up. But we're not going to help you out now. <laughs> and BP's definitely not the only one that's... Uh, Fuck no, dude. A lot of them do Went that. through the propaganda train. Uh, Exxon Mobil has had this nice little campaign... Uh, recently where they were talking about, you know, alternatives uh, mm. to oil or new ways to receive oil or anything. And they had this one that just was just completely laughable. They were talking about the Canadian tar sands, um, which if you do any kind of research on it, you will find out really fast that it actually takes more energy to get it out than what you receive out of it. And it's like the most... So it's completely ecocidal in nature. And I mean, yeah, it's it's another source, but they're presenting it like it's the future. Like that is the the great way to go is these Canadian tar sands. You take essentially what you do is you take this sand that's got oil in it and it's just like this mush, this disgusting looking goo crap. And you superheat it. You heat the fuck out of it to where it separates the oil from the sand and then you extract the oil. But it takes a ton of energy to get it out of there. And they talk about it, how it's a very efficient way mm. to get oil. <laughs> it's, and it wastes, I mean, they, use a, they have to use a lot of water in the process, which is the a source first of time water. I, yeah. The first time I heard it, I just laughed my ass off. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? Because I know that a lot of people are going to go, huh, you know what? They're, they might be not too bad guys. Yeah, they're fantastic. They're doing good. That's my problem with most of this. By the way, that's my problem with the news organizations that have to... Uh, agree to certain terms of things. And by the way, remember when we, I'm sure we brought this up before, but we were like, somebody, I think somebody recently, and by recently, within the last like three or four months, has like told us, I just can't stand your cursing. I can't stand how much you curse on the show. Who gives a fuck? Well, my problem <clears throat> is, my cursing doesn't do nearly the damage that Fox News does with their so called. Oh, yeah. Public you can be option. all clean cut and perfect looking and all that shit. I don't give a shit. You do way more damage if than somebody saying you're fuck. not telling the truth. You're trying to distort things. Then you're in my shit bag. I'm just up in the cursing just a little bit. That's fair. It's fine. <laughs> no, I think that that's one of the things that uh, somebody says a lot. is like words have meaning. I'm like, OK, define fuck. Well, I'll define it. Shut well, there's a whole di- there's a slew of ways <coughs> that you can use that word. No, I'm saying that that's it's such my point. A good is word too. Most of the time, when people use it, it is an ex- so it's much an fun to say. It. It's an exaggerated feeling. Because you can say it like you're hurt. Fuck. You can say it like I don't like you. You fucker. There's a little. Cart- you can say it like something's pissing you off. Fuck. Have you ever but seen most that cartoon on extremity? You can say it so like you, you it like it. Fuck. <laughs> okay, anyway, so... <laughs> Bog's got all All excited. extremes. <laughs> My point is, though, is that most people who damage things like this don't You can say it sexually. All. I want to fuck you. Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're telling me this. <laughs> yes. I'm aware. I'm, I'm just how saying to the word. I'm giving examples. But, yeah, I... I got some stuff to pull from him now. I hate you guys. I really do. <laughs> just, just I wanted to do a callback because we don't pro- promote... Um, all of the great work that we've done enough, I don't think. Okay. Well, I just, I, I read this and I forgot that I read this little note on that Edward Bernays guy that wrote that propaganda piece. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Um, 
I thought this was awesome. He, um, if you go back to our Coos R Us, that uh, fine podcast that uh, Boggs, Boggs didn't show up there. for, Mr. Fucking, oh, man, I'm feeling real sick. I mean, I don't know what's going on, man. I don't think I'm going to make it. Fucking pussy. So anyway, uh, Edward Bernay worked, he did public relations for the United States government, oh, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Good stuff, right? Yeah, that's great. You um, he engineered the relations effort behind the U.S.-backed coup that overthrew the government in Guatemala, which oh, is something we discussed. Yes, it was. Yeah, I suggest you guys go back and uh, listen to that. Absolutely. That's, uh, that is a very popular episode, too. And we're going to go over a few more things government-wise with propaganda and their uh, propaganda public relations that they use their uh, bogs. Speaking of uh, South America. Motherfucker. Dick. Head. Speaking of South America, our, our homeboy <laughs> Hugo so Chavez was definitely. Oh a, yeah, we uh, need to mention that. See, a big. So uh, hey, let me, see, let me tell you I, about I what saw I his about notes and I saw Hugo Chavez. So I was kind of working that in. So I yeah, wanted him fair. to take that. So you shut the fuck up. And no, let him do I'll, this. Let him, I'll let him expand oh on this God. because I know he's about ruining a great this. segue. No, imagine you're uh, some leader of another country that is in America, and you're thinking to yourself, "Man, they really do rape the fuck out of my land." Yeah, they come in. And we're talking about American companies. They take your resources. Specifically oil. They've never done that. They come in, they take their Cheap oil resources, labor. they fuck over your labor, and then they sell the product to not Argentina. Yeah. It, in no way benefits so Hugo the people Chavez of goes, that country. Hey, by the way, fuck you assholes, and we're not going to let you do that anymore. And I will enforce it with my own army. And, and I mean, I seriously, I in hindsight, my own resources. in hindsight, he was a genius, because didn't he say that uh, George Bush was the devil? Yeah, <laughs> he was pretty I think close. So, yeah. He did, but genius. <laughs> yeah. Not but too you far know, off. so yeah. What? A, but in America, though, what is he automatically labeled as? Oh, All of these huge, yeah. huge, huge, obvious, the socialist, obvious horrible. He's a socialist. His people his hate people him. Hate him. Uh, what else was said about him? He was obviously a communist because he's a socialist, even though they're different. Oh, you must have not listened to the show because we went over this. If you would have listened, you would know all these Which things. One? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kuzaras. Kuzaras. I don't listen to that shit. Anyway, so. God damn it. You should because it's the only show that you're not in. I know. Bitch. I know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Fuck you. Anyway, so. but And we do rip on you for like a good 15 minutes. I know, right? Um, How actually, you know? that's actually I, I listened to that part, and then after about ten you minutes, of it, I was like, "This is fucking stupid." <laughs> Fuck these guys, and went and did something else. But uh, no, that's anytime that America doesn't like something, that's what that's how they play ball. Oh, they, yeah. they go and immediately, prop, you know, shove out a shit pile of propaganda about how they're communist. First off, has anybody ever sat and thought, especially if you're a Republican and you're listening to us, which, by the way, if you are, kudos for you getting through like 26, no 27 episodes. I love you. We'll send you a picture of Boggs Harry body. 32, to be exact. Well, I'm assuming they didn't listen to the pilot. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, no, um, you know. the lo- That one should have been the lost episode. <laughs> know, no shit. <laughs> no shit. Content wasn't too bad. Yeah. Okay, anyway. We're professionals now. No, but, you know. I, I'm, I'm amazed at how often that people just accept that and they accept that communism is evil. Communists are evil. People who believe in that system or, or live in that system, they're clearly evil. Why? Why are they evil? What's evil about a system? What's evil about a way of living? Like, really? Nothing. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, there, there's something similar to what you're saying that I think we can get into a little bit. And a, a little, I, I want uh, to go ahead and hear what Eric's got on the Hugo Chavez stuff because I think that yeah, whole scene that, and the whole yeah. coups thing, like we went over tons of propaganda that we went over with. That's all these coups that was like the major player in it. 
So a little bit about Hugo Chavez and what he did while he was in power. Uh, his social and economic reforms uh, over the years lowered poverty levels in Venezuela by 50%. That's a huge, huge increase. Eh. Socialist. Um, <laughs> over the course of his uh, socialist forced rule, quote unquote, um, <laughs> some 6 million children received free meals a day and near universal free health care was established. Yeah, by taxing the rich. The education spending in the country doubled. Taxing the rich. Um, and the, he also implemented a housing program that built over 350,000 homes and brought hundreds of thousands of families out of substandard housing by in the boroughs. By fucking the rich. A bunch of welfare queens. Um, his ideology, uh, ideology was based on an equal distribution of resources and finances in his country. He invested uh, Venezuela's oil's wealth into social programs that included state-run food markets, cash benefits for the poor. Wow, what a and fucking free, socialist. What and free health clinics. I'm glad he's dead. Wow, Fuck I am him, too. Man. Fuck him, dude. Uh, he was giving kids food and he was giving them health services? And education. Official statistics yeah, that, show that the poverty rates declined from 50% at the beginning of Chavez's first term in 1999 to 32% in the Is second it? half of 2011. Oh, he's a failure, What then. did he die of? Did he just? He had he, had, a, he had cancer. Yeah, he had I, cancer I don't know. Was it he, he had like a lot of different health problems. Was it painful? Up on him. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I hope it was painful. What a fucking douchebag. <laughs> Hopefully, his ass cancer, right? Yeah. Yeah. How how dare this guy help out the what? poor and, Dude, the and children, give them free meals? What a prick. Yeah, I, and I love when he passed away. All the news sources were just bashing the shit out of him, man. Just yeah. like how awful. Oh yeah, he like was he was time. evil. He was a second coming of. Fucking or not second coming. He was, he the, was Antichrist. the Antichrist. Yeah. Um I don't remember reading that in the Bible when I was a Christian either, by the way. Fucking Hitler light. But he was yeah, he was just so terrible as far as the news was concerned and as far as the American government was concerned. But in in all reality, like, yeah, there were probably people in Venezuela that didn't like him. Those are the people that had money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because he was taking it and he was giving it to the people that needed it the most. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, how dare he feed kids? How how dare he give them health care? How you know, dare he that build homes say, for people that live in horrible housing conditions? Especially for people who such a terrible thing think that like the church should be doing a lot of the welfare programming that's around. Um, if the church were doing that, we wouldn't really need welfare because they wouldn't be at the office. I, I love that argument. I have heard that that you know we can get rid of these programs because there's so much corruption and there's so much uh, there's people that take advantage of it and so on and so forth. That it, it could it. take care of itself. Yeah. That society would somehow help out. Crock of shit. If no society wanted way. to help out, the church would immediately jump in and help. And by the way, churches do do a lot of, you know, social. some of them do. Yeah, but there's an ulterior motive. We went over that before, my, though. No, my, I mean sure, but even still, they're still giving people food and they're still doing things that are socially beneficial. Um, even if their message is, "Hey, come join our church," and frankly, I mean. That's what they believe. I don't really care. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, if, I'm fine with living and let live. But if I help is, somebody out, um, I'm not going to say, hey, by the way, have you heard of atheism? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to fucking help them out and let them go about their business. Okay, to be fair, though, <laughs> to be fair, the last time you did this, you ran off saying, brought to you by your friendly neighborhood atheist. <laughs> I already, <laughs> all right, first off, that's off not the range. last time that I helped anybody out. Okay, that's fair. And second off, I I already explained to you why I did that, because I know that she's assuming that I'm a good Christian Christian man. So I have to make sure that she knows that I'm not. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
it wasn't for her benefit. It was for my benefit. Because I don't want anybody mm. assuming that I'm a Christian. I don't know if that's good selfishness or just... Weird. Oh, it is selfishness. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else but to tell you. But I also do it because there's a lot of propaganda on atheists and that we are these evil, cynical bastards who are trying to take away guns and trying to kill all these babies and... Yeah, I don't understand that either, how we're like baby killers, but we don't like guns. And <laughs> it seems like an oxymoron, right? Well, they, they're, I think their thinking is fucking I don't like guns because they fuck. kill people. Stabbing a baby in the face, but, kicking but them across the... You're killing all these babies and wombs. And so, yeah, my argument is, okay, why can't I drink when I am... What, what would you be at that point? Uh, 21 and three months? Like, why, why can't I drink then? Sounds why isn't good. that the day that we can drink alcohol? I have a problem with why the way we do that because birthday? you can go and kill things in the military at 18, yeah. but you can't drink in your own country. You can drink when you get in the military and you're across seas. Damn it. We need to get that clip of George Carlin talking about abortion and put it on here. It's great. Where he's the like, why, why do you call it I have uh, two kids and one on the way and not three? Right. <laughs> or how about when a chicken, when we do it to a chicken, it's an omelet as opposed to an abortion? <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. And then I love how he's saying that chickens are good people. He's like, when's the last time you saw a chicken come home and beat the shit out of his hand, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Some people say that evolu- or that uh, life begins at conception. I think that life began a billion years ago, and it it's a continual and process. And it keeps going and I going I think my problem with uh, the anti-abortion argument is we've set certain parameters to it that make it more like a contraceptive means. Like, you can only do it in the first trimester. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's a three-celled organism. Like, it, how is that different from stopping sperm getting to an egg? It's you really were not. you were fucking swerving all over the road, man. <laughs> I'm just the the problem. The, my problem with propaganda, though, is that it leads you to so <laughs> many fallacies. No, no, no. He, he is staying within the context. Yeah. he's saying that it is propaganda. propaganda has, and propaganda has literally it's taken people the Republican using Party non-factual things to build an argument or a case against something. Well, using falsified information. That That's my problem propaganda. with it. My problem with it is you look at like seriously and I'm this is why I'm so scared of America anyway. The Republican Party used to be I hate you so much. <laughs> what the fuck? The Republican Party used to have really strong good what? conservative points. Like if you're for small government and you can Oh, they you still have, a good, have good points. And you have a good plan to make that kind of stuff work? Points of It's really neither here nor there. I don't think it works as well as a central government. I don't. Um, but that's not really something that you would like get into a fisticuff argument over, right? Most of the time when you talk about something else, they've been told by Fox News for fucking 15, 20 years, this is the way things are. This is the science that's out there. And that's not even true. Yeah. So a lot of them base their entire political view and what they think the world is like on false information. Well, that don't fucking change it. But that's every... It's like you're talking abortion, like, or they use the Planned Parenthood thing or whatever, and that's just, you know, trying to take away fucking women's rights to choose when they want to have a child or something. They're trying to discredit Planned Parenthood so we can defund it because they don't want the girls getting birth control pills or whatever. It's like gun control. You know, oh, passing this fucking background check is going to lead to a registry, and then they're going to come for your guns. There's nothing in that fucking law that was about that. I mean, but they they keep throwing shit out there that's not there because it brings out fear. Because that's all propaganda is really used for nowadays. The end result of that is a Republican looks at a Democrat, and you're trying to take my rights from me. And now it's a fucking fight. Now it's a And it works. And it's like you were saying earlier about the whole propaganda, how it twists people's minds. And I wanted to kind of go like um, like World War II. I think that's kind of when propaganda really started used 
being used for what it is now. I mean, it's usually used more in a war sense. I mean, we've seen that with both how people think both Iraq wars inherently evil and and um yeah, I mean that's what it was used for though. It's like the 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 government uses it to misinform the people in order to turn them against others. It's like in World War Two. I mean, the person who kind of started this was Joseph Goebbels. You know, he was um the minister of like um what was it called uh, his position was called the Reich Minister for Public Enlightenment and Propaganda. That was his title. And he worked for history. I mean, this is kind of like before propaganda had that negative connotation, you know. And I think everybody's heard the quote that he gave. And this is the full quote. I know, I know you guys have heard it before. Like, you know, if you tell a lie enough times, people start to believe it, blah, blah, blah. The full quote, I think, is really good. It's, um, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained for only such time as the state can shield the people from political, economic, and or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent, for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus by extension the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. And that's a genius quote, if you think about it. I mean, that sums up exactly what every government does nowadays, you know, to its people. They want to obtain, it's like under the Bush administration, and we'll get into that a little bit here in a second, we'll try and get through it quick, but... um. I mean, they, they put out all these fucking, you know, they put, they drop these little hints like this happened or this happened because they want to get us into this war. And they just drop these little falsehoods and they keep putting them out there and putting them out there. And then other people start repeating it and it just picks up steam, and, you know. And then after a while, everybody's heard this from three or four sources, even though it's not factual. And then they start, well, I know I've heard this, so I, it's got to be true because I've heard it from this person, this person, this person. It can work the other way, too. Yeah, but most of the time... For a long time uh, during... Well, before it was like uh, America joined World War II. Um, it, was, uh, it wasn't economically viable for us to go after the Nazis because they used a lot of uh, American companies and made a lot of money for American companies. Still did during the war. So it wasn't viable for us to do that. And uh, it kind of forced the hand, you know, as uh, you know, Pearl Harbor happened, which is also another propaganda tool because apparently we knew about that beforehand and did nothing. Australians warned us, warned us, and uh, we just said, "Yeah, we just ignored it, like we didn't hear it." Which, la, 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 which la, would la, make la, you think this too? You. Oh man, it was a really good thing that a lot of our navy actually took a little side trip that day that they weren't planning on not being <laughs> in the harbor. <laughs> hmm. Well, like I said, and during that time they <laughs> used uh, that. they used them. Um, some of the things they learned from how the Germans were using propaganda techniques. And then, you know, of course, like Eric said, then we joined the war. And, of course, our main target, of course, at first was the Japanese. And uh, I, I I don't know. You guys will have to, if you haven't seen them before, so I mean, anybody can go to YouTube and look these up. You look up, like, the old uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons or Disney cartoons. Just try type in, like, Bugs Bunny propaganda or whatever, and you'll get these old cartoons where they're, like, making fun of Japanese or Germans or something. And they're just these over-the-top stereotypical characters. they got the big teeth, the big slanted eyes, and, you know, it's like, you know, any war that starts with an L, they're doing the R, you know, like that. You know, I'm wrapping my ass off, you know, or something. It's real. It's so awful. And really? Yeah. It really. It's a ronry. That's some South Park. There you go. That's not South Park. It's the same guys who made South Park, dude. But it's not South Park. But like, Fuck you, dude. It's basically the same shit. No, but you know how you're ta- going to shit. In your you're mouth. talking about how like you've heard we've heard in this country so long like communi- communism's bad communism's bad and you, and so people are just like oh my god anybody's communist is evil you know we've got that they did the same thing back then i mean you know how we still have 
I mean, you still are doing that with China right now. But you still have the term now, like people talk about Japanese, call them Japs or slants or yellows or something. All those are terms from World War II when we put out all these propaganda. You know, for, uh, I love it. I saw this note. Um, they used to do, like, you'd go to see the movies and they'd show, like, the, like the news reel before the movies would start and they'd do the updates on the war so people could kind of know what's going on over yeah. there. And uh, Look at our boys in blue. Yeah. Off to the war. I love that. He does Get it em, perfect, Hitler. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but they had a Frank Capra. He used to do the, the the movies for it and stuff. And they had like the propaganda. They call him Why We Fight. And uh, if anybody doesn't know who Frank Capra is, he did, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I mean, he did some pretty big sure, films sure. and stuff. And But they would show like the Japanese in that way or the Germans in that way where they just make them look so ridiculous and evil and you know, I mean I mean everybody they manipulate in such a way and it's like that stigma even today you still kind of get that you know yes. from the older generation it's like that shit gets You're so ingrained that with China in people. right now people still think China's like in the, is the US is going to be new China cuz we owe so much money to them you know why we owe so much money to China do you really know why the FDIC backs all funds up to $50,000 is it 50 I thought it was more than that I think it's uh, actually, because of the housing bubble, I think they increased it to 100 and it may be more than that. Somebody fucking Facebook me what the number is. <laughs> the point is, they <laughs> they back a fund up to a lot of money. Uh, if you're honestly, if you're a company right now and you're gonna go, like go and buy stock or bonds or whatever in anything at all, you know what a lot of those companies end up doing? All the hedge funds and all the like American funds is the one that I have my retirement account through. You know what they end up doing? They go to the government. You know why? Why the fuck would you invest in this market? It's dangerous as fuck right now for your money to be out there. So where's the safest place to go if you're going to save? The U.S. government. China is the master of buying debt as a retirement account to make money off of the interest. And two, selling us cheap stuff by keeping their currency really weak. Which is another thing that's propagandized. Propagated? Propagated? (laughs) Propagandized? We can just say whatever we want. This is our fucking show. Make up a war. One of the things that fuck. I hate is there's I so many people. The there's so many people in economics who go, "Who wants a strong dollar?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, I want a strong dollar, man." They fucking raise their hand and they're like, "Who wants a fast growing economy?" And like, "Yeah, dude, fucking grow, motherfuckers, fucking grow." You know what I'm saying? God damn. And they're really excited about this. Whole, and they're like, "Dude, you can't have it both ways. You can't have a strong currency." Hold on a second. And grow. Hold on. Hey, listeners, can you still hear? Are you deaf yet? Hello, hello. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Just Mike? checking on the listener. Yeah, and and I'm pretty sure penis. you made this argument before. I have, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. cut his mic. He's done. No, I'm, but I'm that's just <laughs> saying. <we laughs> that stuff that you've been fed through this kind of stuff, through propaganda, through propaganda, companies. it's everything. It's every TV advertisement, everything you ever fucking see. Now they use it. It's great. I I found something I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, this is, it's propaganda, but in a different kind of way and stuff. I thought this was pretty cool. Back in um, the day when... We had, you know, Watergate and stuff, you know, Bernstein and his little buddy and stuff. They're out solving Watergate, doing their thing. Well, Bernstein came out and he said that um, when he worked at the Washington Post, he said that over 400 uh, journalists had secretly been carrying out assignments for the Central Intelligence Agency. I thought that was pretty cool that they were embedding CIA agents within like newspapers and television and stuff. And he said that they also had um, an organization such as ABC, NBC, um, let's see what's the other ones he had, the Associated Press, United Press, Reuters. I mean, just go down the list. I mean, they were involved in about 12 different media outlets. 
And um, they said that they revealed, I mean, this is later on, that was Watergate era. Back in 2000 when NATO was um, bombing Kosovo and stuff, that we had several officers in the United States uh, Army uh, PSYOPs, Psychological Ops Division and stuff out of Fort Bragg that worked with CNN at their Atlanta headquarters and stuff. I mean, they just intertwine them, you know, to work at them. I thought that was pretty interesting. And they also worked with uh, NPR there, Eric. Just saying. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. Yep. Can't even listen to them anymore because they're propaganda. So I thought that was pretty cool. Bastards. I mean, that's coming from good old oh, NPR's not perfect. There's uh, definitely things on there that they make me laugh when they say it, but. Well, I guess, you know, if the CIE comes in and says, hey, look, you're going to fucking. Out of uh, all the other news organizations that have come across, they're just the best. They're so good. <laughs> but they're still not perfect. Okay, so basically, propaganda sucks. Is that our basic point? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Especially after we spend so much time in school learning not to lie to people. Do we want to play some uh, some clips before we uh, head off? Yeah, I think we'll we'll try and wrap this up real quick since we're pushing the hour and a half mark like we did last time. So you should stop talking, basically, is what we're deciding here. Uh, no. Okay. Either that or I just hit the play button. <laughs> just hit the play. And we listen to some propaganda. Yeah, this is a quick setup on this first clip. Now, these clips, they're just... Just do it. Bush administration. Well, no, because it. it's going to be totally... You're not going to know what the hell's going on. Um, basically, all these are. These are different people from the Bush administration when they're pushing the war. We've got three different clips. The first one, it'll start off with uh, Dick Cheney talking about how Muhammad Atta, who was one of the 9-11 terrorists, how he met in Czechos... Don't fucking do it. In Czechoslovakia <laughs> with some Iraqi officials, which was... It was a point that was discredited, and yet Cheney took it and ran with it like it was gold. It's now public that, in fact, um, he has been seeking to acquire, and we have been able to intercept and prevent him from acquiring through this particular channel, um, the kinds of tubes that are necessary to build a centrifuge. Iraq has made several attempts to buy high-strength aluminum tubes used to enrich uranium for a nuclear weapon. The problem here nuclear. is that... There will always be some uncertainty about uh, how quickly he can acquire a nuclear weapon. But we don't want the smoking gun to be a mushroom cloud. The days of Iraq acting as an outlaw state are coming to an end. The British government has learned that Saddam Hussein recently sought significant quantities of uranium from Africa. Okay, Eric hit the wrong fucking clip. No, motherfucker. <laughs> I said, are we going to do the first one or are we going to do the second one? You said, oh, we're going to do the first one first. They're one, two, and three. It doesn't matter. There's only two, asshole. First off. No, there's three. There's two. There's three clips in there. Go fuck yourself. Two. I don't know what happened to the other one. Go fuck yourself. Whoa. I'm playing the second one right now. Here no, we no, go. No, you pull it back what up we're giving real quick. you are facts and conclusions based this is the third on one. solid intelligence. I will cite some examples, and these are from human sources. We have first-hand descriptions of biological weapons factories on wheels and on rails. He had used weapons. We know where they are. They're in the area around uh, Tikrit and Baghdad and, and uh, east, west, south, and north. There is a, a tie between um, Iraq and, and what happened on 9-11. The struggle can only end with their complete and permanent destruction. We wage a war to save civilization itself. We did not seek it, but we will fight it, and we will prevail. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, 
and to defend the world from grave danger. Our nation enters this conflict reluctantly, yet our purpose is sure. Okay, well, the, the first it's one... Essentially, <laughs> Michael is a dipshit. Completely fucked no, up, because so. there's three... The first one he was talking about, um, like I say, Muhammad Atta going to Prague and meeting oh, with Iraqi there. officials. Yeah, see, it's on there. Fucking dick. Fucking raping me. Anyway, the second one, he was talking about the yellow cake, which is where what they did was they had a guy out of Germany whose his code name was Curveball, who the Germans said he was an unreliable source. It came out and said that the Iraqis were trying to purchase um, yellow cake, uranium, from Niger. And uh, so that's when they sent Ambassador Joe Wilson over there to check it out because that's where he had been at before and he had connections. He went over there, came back. The CIA had already said that that curveball guy was full of shit. They couldn't corroborate his story. Joe Wilson went over there and said there's nothing to be found on it. So what happened was Dick Cheney took that information, went to the New York Times, gave it to Judith Miller, who's a reporter there. Then she wrote it up in a story saying that she got it from a source within the White House. Yeah, it came out of Dick Cheney's office. He goes on Meet the Press and then says, you know, there's sources out there now that have found that you know, Iraq was trying to, you know, obtain this thing. It's like, yeah, those are you or the fucking source. You took the information, fed it to the news, they printed it, and then you go back and cite the news as a source out there that's doing it. And they did this over and over again. They did it with those tubes. And then that last clip, the third one that should have got played, was uh, the Colin Powell. Because one of the things with propaganda is, you know, this, the whole fucking administration was so you know, discredited. I mean, they just been out lying their ass off, which was the last clip was just them just lying over and over and over, as you heard. And Colin Powell was like the only person in the whole administration that had any credibility. So they sent him before the UN and had him just lie his ass off, basically, about all this evidence they had about Iraq having, you know, chemical weapons and on the hunt to get nuclear weapons and all this other shit. Because one of the things, if you don't have someone credible, you find someone credible, you put it out there, and then it gives you credibility by proxy. Which is exactly what they did with him. And, of course, they... Also a logical fallacy. Uh, But that's what they are attempting. But, I mean, they use propaganda to the hilt. I mean, they had an organization, an actual um, public public relations firm um, called Rendon something. I can't remember. The Rendon Group. And, um, I mean, they hired them specifically to run the whole public relations for it. And, you know, that was the thing, too, how they sent the fucking... um, the news media and stuff, they embedded them with them. Get ready, man. Get your fucking guitar ready, bitch. I'm f- wrapping this fucker up. Whatevs. Whatevs. It's ruined. He ruined my clips, man. Uh, but look, anyway. Look, but y- you were watching me pull the clips, and you said nothing about it. Here's the thing. Um, if you want to take a fucking study and propaganda and how to use it, fucking Go look, at, look at the rock war. And look at that administration and what they fucking did. That is the perfect life. So anybody wants to start a war out there, Study up on the Bush administration. <laughs> Perfect fucking teachers. No shit. And I This is a simple song to get you back in the mood to live life and stop drinking like a dumbass. And I hope you all fucking die. Wow, that is really strong, Michael. Eric's gonna help me with some of the vocals. And if he doesn't remember the song, I'm going to shit on no, his I can't. face. Shit in your face. I tried to sell my soul a million times. Dark where I would throw my voice 
haven't got the goods Maybe I've forgotten The way to thin the piece of me that's buried down below, down below Well, I hope that we can find it There you go, there's the background The Deer Hunter song off Migrant called Shouting at the Rain. everybody have a great night I hope that you can find it sitting to my left is Mr. Michael Bates and in front of me is Eric Jones we'll be in the Saviors good night and also uh, fuck off Republicans You know, fuck you, Democrats. You're assholes, too. Did you know that Iraq was the one that um, took down the towers? No, I did not. Thank you for that. No, you know. That's why we went after him. Good night, everybody.